Hello and welcome to the latest Clear Cruise podcast. My name is Toby Cruz and this week we see the return of journalist Sarah Macefield who sits down with Andy as well as Ian Bailey, UK Managing Director for Carnival Cruise Lines. Enjoy. I'm delighted to be joined by Ian Bailey and Sarah Macefield. Hello, you two. Hello, Hello. Andy. Hi, Andy. Why don't you introduce yourself to our podcast listeners? Hi, I'm Sarah. Um, I've worked in the industry for many years, and I started writing about cruising oh, about 10 or 12 years ago, and I now write for The Times, Telegraph, sometimes for The Mail, um, and also for trade titles, TTG, Cruise Advisor, um, Cruise International, etc. Fabulous. Hello, Andy. Hello, Sarah. Delighted to be here. Ian Bailey, uh, Carnival Cruise Line Vice President. Um, I look after 83 markets outside of North America, uh, Australia and China. Been in the cruise business now 18 years. Phenomenal journey uh, for cruise in general. Very, very excited. And lots more news coming up. We haven't even scratched the surface. So delighted to be here, part of this clear podcast. Marvellous. Well said, Ian. Did you say 83 countries? That's correct. 83 countries. Just 83? Yes, indeed. And what do you do after London? <laughs> <laughs> a ludicrous <laughs> amount of countries to look after. Anyway, thank you both for joining us. We're going to cover quite a lot of ground today. So why don't we start with 2019? Uh, and Sarah, there's quite a lot happening in our industry this year. Goodness, yes, there is actually. I mean, you've got the usual roll call of ship launches um, and particularly expeditions. I mean, you're seeing now, obviously, scenic eclipse that should have launched last year. um, And I think that's now launching sort of in the spring. And that's obviously got the helicopter and it's, you know, well, two helicopters and a submarine as well. And then you've got the Greg Mortimer, which has got this revolutionary X-bow or cross-bow, as they say, um, which is sort of, you know, going to sort of, they say, revolutionise travelling across straight passage. It's going to be quicker. It's going to be smoother. Um, And then you've got Celebrity Flora, of course, in the Galapagos Islands, where you can go glamping and you can watch the stars and everything else. And and there are a whole load of, of smaller expeditionary ships as well. And a lot more itineraries coming up. So, I mean, this is sort of one of the focuses of Clear, I know, is, is this being a year of expedition. Um, and there is a lot to talk about in terms of destinations. Um, and then you've got Saga coming in with their, you know, with their new ship in the summer, which is their first new build ship, um, Spirit of Discovery. And um, they're saying that's going to bring in a new era of British cruising. And they've linked up with Jules Holland as well. So it's contemporary and trendy. So, you know, there's, there is a lot. There is a lot yeah. happening. Yeah. And, and is there a trend that's identifiable in 2019 because we've talked a lot this uh, for 2019 about smaller ships is that a thing or is is the big ship building still dominating the I market. think it's still a bit of both because you've still got the bigger players coming out with ships so for example you know Princess Royal Caribbean International for example so so they're still putting you know hardware into the market um, but I think when you're talking about expeditions obviously that naturally leads yeah. to smaller ships as well so and I think it's good you know and again we haven't even come on to rivers yet but you've got you know yeah. new river cruise vessels lots of them um, and you know I don't know if that's something we're going to discuss but but obviously you you know, you've got Ama Waterways, Ama Magna, which yeah. is, you know, which is a huge vessel. So it, there's a lot and it's across the board. And I think that is what is keeping cruising so fresh, really. Yeah. We should talk about family cruising 
uh, since Ian is here, and Ian, yep. you, uh, you have a new ship coming out this year as well. Yes, indeed we are, the Panorama, Carnival Panorama. What's special about Panorama is that actually for 20 years we have not put a ship on the west coast, so she is going to be um, uh, homeporting in um, Los Angeles, Long Beach, and she's going to be doing a series of seven-night cruises um, around uh, Mex Mexico Riviera. And what's exciting about Panorama, we've got some new innovation that's going to be family friendly for everyone and that's a sky zone now sky zone is the market leaders and we've done a brand partnership with them for trampoline parks simple as that and this yeah, trampoline park is going to span over two decks it's going to cover 3,000 square foot and there's going to be uh, activities for all the family that they can join in together or do separate and in addition to that there's a challenge zone where you can actually start to be a, a professional NBA basketball player and do slam dunks over basketball nets using the trampoline to give you that extra lift um, in addition to that there's stuff for the younger ones where you've got huge uh, building blocks that they can you know throw around to their heart's content and it really is a joyful area and we're super excited about that. So is that focus a new big focus for um, Carnival or is that something you've been talking to families obviously for a long time but it yeah. sounds like you've kind of either upped what you're doing in that sector or you're doing something different. No, I, I think um, we continue to also, that's not the only things we have sure. available for yeah, families. Yeah. So the water parks, the ultimate playground, they continue to live on. But we're always looking at other ways that we can reach um, all families and their wants and their requires and actually take it to the next level. So if you like, it's doing all the good stuff that we do for families and then putting it on steroids and upping the ante and making sure we continue to have that wide appeal. But I, I, th I think that's the case with all the cruise lines actually. They're all upping the ante in every level. Yeah, I mean, you sure. know, news was launched recently with Royal Caribbean Ash International with Navigator of the Seas. Yes. It's going to have the longest water slide at yeah, sea. Yeah, it looks you know, you know, and yeah. particularly, you know, I feel yeah. Carnival, it's always had a big appeal for families yes. and its water parks, yes. etc. But, 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 it, but it's just increasingly so. You know, MSC is another I, one. I think you um, make a really valid point, Sarah. I think the whole cruise industry are doing a, a fantastic job in actually just creating that mass appeal and there's something for everyone whether it's families solos multi-generational families there really is something on it I mean looking at Carnival Cruise Line um, why it's so important that we continue to really focus on, on the family market as well as all the other demographics is that we carry 850,000 children every year and growing number mm. so we've got to be doing something right because that's a lot of repeat business but we've also got to realize that trends are changing and the needs are changing so we've got to keep up with the times as well one way but if you don't mind me using this uh, shamelessly um, is we have launched <laughs> as if Mardi Gras Mardi Gras let me tell you about I Mardi Gras I roller coasters coming oh, on well, that's, I wasn't even going to mention the roller coaster Sarah but as you have <laughs> mentioned it Sarah, it would. <laughs> Encouraged him to talk about roller I couldn't resist it. Uh, this well, man was made for the wow, stage. Wow, let me let me talk a little, if I may, about the roller coaster experience called uh, Bolt. Uh. So, with the roller coaster, just out of interest, it, how similar is that to Skyride in terms? Is it is it taking the same frame? Because a lot of people will be familiar with that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, in terms of Skyride, that's still increasingly popular, and we're still going to continue that on many of our ships. Um, but Bolt is actually um, evolving it slightly, and with Mardi Gras, with the space available, it allows and lends itself to do that. So, um, it's 187 um, foot above sea, uh, which is is absolutely incredible. Uh, the track is about 800 foot. 
foot that you'll be travelling in it, which spans further than actually um, Skyride itself. And okay. you're strapped in uh, into a motorcycle vehicle where you actually, the difference here between Skyride and Bolt is that you'll be achieving faster speeds than Skyride, up to 40 miles an hour, and you'll be racing each other. And they'll be doing some, um, obviously some swirls as well. And I, I can tell you, it's absolutely an engineering feat and it's going to be absolutely exhilarating. So some very clear differences between Skyride and Bolt. But um, both audiences should love it, and um, and I'll let whoever tries it make their opinion of which one they prefer. And what stopped you shooting off the edge? Oh well, it, because everything is safety, and and we're all about safety at Carnival Cruise Line, so we would not be engineering anything that would be dangerous and putting our customers in any sort of um, you know trouble. So and just uh, can, out of interest, in terms, you in terms of sea conditions, in terms of sea conditions, what sort of level when it wouldn't run? What sort of level? I, we haven't got the full uh, details spec that's coming out, but we will make sure that it be absolutely fully safe and and um, you know 100% operational in all. Of the right conditions so uh, looking forward to it and the good. great thing is we haven't got long to wait I the know. great thing is it is coming and it's going to be coming in europe so we're going to be the first ones to try out bolt sarah you and i and oh, andy you're i'm welcome. on for that we, I, i'll race you who's going to win probably me and, no and, not at all you're going off you're going <laughs> anyway we don't we don't have to wait till august <laughs> august it's ian and if you're worried about he's, going he's too enthusiastic if you don't like roller coaster sarah i will go first and you watch me scream with enjoyment and exhilaration <laughs> and then do. you'll be racing going come on ian i want that race <laughs> scream with enjoyment there's something to think about um, <laughs> let's talk about um family cruising because uh it's obviously as I've indicated, a big growing area. And Sarah, this kind of innovation is indicative of that whole sector. Oh, brilliant. I mean, you know, they're, they're just pushing the boundaries all the time. I mean, there are so many activities now for families to do, whether the children want to do it on their own or go on it with their parents. I mean, you know, I'm trying to I'm thinking of things like, for example, the laser tag, which is fantastic fun on some of the ships. Um, you know, Skyride was already good on Carnival, but yeah, now, you know, they're progressing it, they're progressing yeah. it. I mean, to have a roller coaster on a ship, I mean, who would have actually thought that, even just a few years ago? Um, so, yes, I mean, there are so many innovations, and also just not on the activities, but in terms of the type of accommodation for families as well, with the cabins, with the areas, that, you know, the dedicated family areas, the enhancements in kids clubs you know all the ships that are focusing on the family market are all upping their game you know for youngsters um, and and it's an exciting time um, you know Royal Caribbean for example you know as we mentioned before with with the water slide um, all these things will will encourage families hopefully in the first place and once they've tried I'm sure it would encourage them to come back certainly my daughters have loved all of that and we talk about family activities, I guess, but that has led to kind of that surge in innovation in the family entertainment space as well. So some of those big shows and some of the other entertainment that's on a, on a ship. Yes, very much so. I mean, obviously, you know, when you're bringing on Broadway shows, um, you know, West End shows, those have overall family appeal. You know, I'm thinking of Grease, Mamma Mia, etc. Those sorts of things I've sat in with my daughters and they've loved it. Um, you know, you, you get specific family-friendly shows for younger children, particularly, I mean, Disney are very good at this and the quality of their productions is quite something. Um, you know, you're getting sing-along shows, you're, you know, you're getting all sorts of activities that families can do together. Um, you know, some, some of the ships have sort of mini TV shows Studios, um, and you can do sort of I don't know game shows and things 
things like that, family cookery classes. There is so much more now that is aimed at activities, whether you want to do them apart or whether you want to do them together as a family. Um, and I think cruise lines are embracing this more and more. And then Ian talked about some of the places that he, some of the carnival ships will be based. Uh, is there an interest from families to go to those further away destinations such as California, West Coast, USA, Alaska? Etc. Etc. Oh, definitely. I mean, speaking personally, yes. <laughs> My daughters just go on all the time. They have their list of where they want to go, and it's now the South Pacific and far away places and Asia. Um, I would say with younger children, obviously, you do have to think of the flight. Um, I don't think we took our daughters until they're about seven or eight. And and once once you're over the flight, it's it's absolutely fine. You know, it's very easy, very seamless getting on the ships. And it's a great experience. Um, so, I, and there, there is so much. I mean, Mediterranean Europe is fantastic. But but when you are going to places like California, Alaska, those are the sorts of destinations that, that you know are unique, are one-off destinations. Um, and and they are the sort of holidays that do become bucket list once in a lifetime memories, really. In 2020, what yes. does that scream for Carnival Cruise Line? Well, okay, you heard me say it earlier on as well. <laughs> We're uh, absolutely ecstatic that Mardi Gras right. um, is absolutely going to make a, a debut and it's going to be a nine day out of Europe, then followed by a transatlantic and then uh, um, we'll find her way back to Port Canaveral where she'll be doing some Eastern and Western Caribbean cruises. So yeah. everyone can enjoy Mardi Gras, whatever yes. part of the corner of the planet you live in. So <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. We're super excited about that. Not only that, um, as I said earlier on, we've been for an extensive um, dry dock um, for all our ships and um, um, half a billion dollars in terms of a refurbishment program, which is a huge investment, but yeah. um, it, 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 it wasn't all needing it, but we just wanted to ensure that we packed the innovation that has so been enjoyed on our newer ships onto all of our fleet, and so all of our guests can expect that consistency that is so well known with Carnival Cruise Line. So 2020 is going to see three ships in Europe at, at some given point, okay? Yeah. So we've got Carnival Radiant starting off there. Then that's going to be followed by Legend. That's going to be going from the 1st of June all the way to the end of October. And that's going to have the most comprehensive itinerary legend because you're going to actually go to be doing 34 different ports at given times. Um, you've got 16 different countries there. And we're doing Norwegian fjords. We're going to be doing, the um, obviously, the Mediterranean. But there's also a cruise going out of Dover. And that's, that's oh, absolutely that beautiful. Good. So um, very, very excited. And then, of course, um, you've got so you've got Mardi Gras at, in the end of August coming yeah. as well. So mm. three ships, Radiance, Legend, Mardi Gras. Well, you've, you've sold it to Sarah <laughs> and I. Oh, well, we're, well, we're, we're on the roller coaster. The roller coaster away. But, yeah, I think it just highlights the excitement, yeah. actually, because each announcement, and there have been a spate of announcements in recent weeks, and, and you just think, goodness, you know, when's it all going to stop? And the beauty the beauty of it, for me being a journalist, is that it doesn't. <laughs> there are still lots of stories out there um, yeah. and a lot to look forward to. And that's a great way to end off. Beautifully done, Sarah. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Sarah. I've Probably had a great this. time. Thank you very much. We look Thank, you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Andy. Thank you, Sarah. That's all from us this week. Let us know your thoughts on social media by using the hashtag ClearPod. That's C-L-I-A-P-O-D. And as always, don't forget to subscribe and share. Thanks for listening. My name's Toby Cruz. Happy cruising.